Hello everybody, welcome to the NC Realestate Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you over here. My name is Natasha Collins and I'm the founder of NC Real Estate, which is our members club and our one-to-one mentorship. I am dedicated to making sure that landlords and property investors achieve their goals in the most efficient and effective way possible. I've got every single thing you need to upscale quickly. So NC Real Estate is the place to be for all property investment goodness. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about something that we've been discussing in the members club for a number of months now. Think back to March 2016, and around about that time, the government increased stamp duty for anybody buying a second property or more properties on or residential properties to, to an extra 3% of the property value. Now, around about that time, investors and landlords were rushing to buy properties before that deadline. Most of them were fixing in on the cheapest deals they possibly could mortgage-wise. And usually if you want the cheap fixed rates, then that's around about two years that you get that fixed in for. Which means that for those of you that did that, your fixed rate will have come to an end over the last couple of months. Now, why are they branding this the remortgage crunch? And why should you be worrying about it? Well, firstly, you always need to be checking when your mortgage products come to the end of their fixed term because usually that slips over onto a variable rate, which can be so, so expensive. And as investors, we always need to be keeping our costs down so we can maximize on our net profit. So that's one of the biggest problems is that if your two-year fixed term came to the end, please check and find out how much you're paying now. If you are the sort of person that overlooks your accounts, that is bad news. Be in there, be checking what's going on, making sure that you are looking at every single piece of correspondence from your mortgage lender. But here is the other thing. Lending is more difficult than it now than it was two years ago. There is more stricter lending in place, greater affordability, affordability tests and stress testing whether a landlord can afford at the higher um, at the higher interest rates. So there is all of this going on, which means that as a landlord at the moment, if you want to refinance your property onto another lender's product, it is far harder than it ever was before to do this. You need to make sure that your deal stacks up accordingly and at those higher rates of mortgage interest rate at 5.5% and your rent has to be somewhere between 125% to 145% of that figure. So those tests are harder and also what banks are now looking at is whether landlords can actually afford it. What happens if there's a default? Can they cover that rent? So there are so many more tests that you have to jump through which might mean that actually landlords aren't able to remortgage. And that's that's where the remortgage crunch comes in because for a lot of landlords, they were banking on the fact that property prices would go up within those two years and then they'd be able to remortgage and get the cash out. Of course, yes, you still will be able to do that if your deal analysis and the property is still able to cover the mortgage at the new stress test. But what happens if that isn't the case? Well, 
If it's not the case, then really one of your only options is to transfer to a new product with the current lender. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, actually, do you know what? I prefer a different lender. Well, if no one else is going to accept you and all you've got is your current lender, you don't have any choice. But what we've just seen is that interest rates haven't risen over the last quarter and they certainly haven't gone up in a little while. They're still fairly low. Okay, we're at 0.5 above base. So, you know, it's as, as low as it's going to be for a while. And so what now might be a really good thing to do is start having a look at the rates that your lender can offer you. Now, for example, when I remortgaged back in November 2017, I negotiated all of my rates down. I didn't at the time need to take too much capital out and that was perfectly fine. So you're always, always, always get in contact with your lender and find out what they can offer you. But here's the other thing that could be seen as a benefit here. If you can't necessarily remortgage with another lender, you have to stick with your same lender. It might be that your property has gone up in value slightly, in which case you can remortgage onto a different product at that higher loan to value, which means that you are going to get a better interest rate because the more equity that you have in a property and the lower the loan, the less risky the mortgage lender sees your property as, so they can offer you the discount rate. Now, if they can then offer you that discount rate and with interest rates being so low at the moment, it might be then worth looking to see if you can fix in for a longer period. What you need to be doing is checking the difference between taking out a two-year fixed or securing into a five-year fixed, taking into account costs such as fees, interest rates and mortgage transfer costs because actually if you have to factor those in, it could be cheaper to keep the property on the same rate for the next five years. You also need to start remembering that at some point these deals will come to an end. So you need to think about how you're going to pay them off, especially if the rental income isn't going to cover a at a higher interest rate. So you fixing in to that lower interest rate with your mortgage lender may also mean that you get that higher net profit, which you can start paying off some of your um, some of your loan with the mortgage lender, which also means at the next remortgage as well, you can again reduce that loan to value rate and pay the cheap interest rates. So that's a really good strategy to use if you actually aren't going to be able to remortgage onto a different uh, product with another lender, you could start looking at that. Now is the time to start considering this. Because we do all know that it is tougher. There are more hoops that we have to jump through every single time we want to go out and get finance. It's not necessarily a bad thing because that actually covers us against risk. Banks are trying to make sure that they're only lending against properties which aren't that risky. So they're going to be making the higher rental incomes and the higher yields. So it's not a bad thing, is it? It really isn't a bad thing because if you think about it, that means that if they're lending to you, you've got a good deal there that even banks would support. You have to be starting to think about whether a property is actually risk adverse. If a bank is saying to you, oh, I don't know if I'll lend on that. Then you need to be thinking about actually what can you do to 
reduce the loan on the property, maybe increase the rent or at least increase the yield by making sure that um, you are reducing that loan, reducing your expenditure so that you get the higher net profit, thus a higher net yield. And you need, to be re you need to be looking at that now more seriously. What can you do at the moment to make your properties more risk adverse? So this has been very much a quick in-depth look into the remortgage crunch. You might be thinking, Natasha, what on earth? Like This doesn't relate to me. You've just been speaking gobbledygook about saying I don't even understand. Well, actually, no. I really urge everybody that's listening now to go out and check their mortgages. When did the fixed term come to an end or when is it coming to an end? I then want you to go and have a look at your strategy with that property. Are you going to be holding it for the next two years, five years, 10 years? How long are you planning on owning this property for? And yes, it's more important than ever to have an idea of that. From then, I want you to start having a look at what you're going to do on remortgage. Do you want to take capital out of that property or actually are you thinking, you know what, I'm going to leave it. Yes, the property's gone up in value, but that actually means that I can reduce the loan to value. Fantastic. Then you need to start having a look at whether you're going to fix in for two years, three years, four years, five years, and having a look at the difference in rates. So how much is it going to cost you to fix in at five years at a slightly higher interest rate than to fix in at two years for a slightly lower interest rate? And what is the difference there? Is the difference the uh, amount of the cost such as fees, interest rates, mortgage transfer costs, or actually are you saving by fixing in for longer? Then you can make your de decision strategically about exactly what you are going to do with that property and what mortgage product works for you. You also then need to start taking into account now how you're going to pay the mortgage off. Is it that actually at the end of the term you're going to sell the property and then repay the lender that way? Or are you thinking more along the lines of actually you want to be paying off the property? In which case you've got a couple of strategies. Well, if you know that over the next couple of years you're fixed into a certain interest rate and that there is a certain net profit that you're going to be taking, could you use part of that to pay down on your mortgage? Conversely, you can also have a look at the fact that every couple of years when you come to remortgage, actually your property is worth more, so you are reducing your loan to value ratio. At some stage, this will mean that your loan to value ratio over the next 15 to 20 years is so low that you could probably pay it off quite easily with the income from your other properties. What I'm saying here is that you have options at the moment, but you need to be looking at it. It is more important than ever that you are doing this. Make sure you've got that strategy in place. Make sure you know what your goals are and what you are doing with every single property that you own. You need to be tactical, you need to be strategic, and you need to know what you're doing here because it is important. If you fix in for the wrong amount of time, it's going to be so costly to get out of it. And as landlords and investors, we need to keep our costs low because we are getting taxed more than ever. So I urge you now, if you can do one takeaway from this podcast, go out and have a look at what's going on with your mortgage products. Start planning accordingly. 
And if you need help with that, you know where I am. Come and join us over in the members club because we are con constantly talking about these strategies and what we can do to make sure that we are maximizing the cash that we've got to keep expanding our property portfolios, but we are also reducing the cost of our mortgage and running our property portfolios. So if that is for you, come over and join us in the members club and meet loads of other like-minded property investors. I hope this has been a really useful podcast for you. If it has, make sure that you click like. And if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribing to this podcast because every single week we will be bringing you more and more and more goodness. And if this is the sort of conversation you like to have, we have it every single day in the members club. So come over and join me. Join the other members. Let's make sure that you are building a property portfolio that aligns with your goals. For any other information that you might want, head on over to www.ncrealestate.co.uk. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. I'll catch up with you again soon.